Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Going well. I did not sit and give four or five hours of testimony before Congress today, so I'm in. I'm doing okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's that's great. Good for you. Yep. Other people um, did, not me. It. Yes, but I mean, a lot of people do that yeah. for sometimes longer periods of time than others. But you know, folks testify in front of Congress all the time, so. But today was probably a bigger deal, I would say. Yes, probably so. So we are recording this on the eve of your travel day to SBC. And on, yes. uh, I guess, the Adam of my travel day, you know, before Eve. Oh, um, that's funny. Yeah. I see what you did Cause, there. Because I'm heading there Saturday. So uh, we will probably meet up at some point on Saturday, probably in the exhibit hall while things are being set up. That's usually where we wind up running into each other for the first time. Right. Uh, checking everything out. And uh, so I, I'm trying to kind of prepare myself tonight. I was mentally trying to prepare myself for the heat. Yes. I. Yeah. There's no way to mentally prepare for it. Just dive right in. It's not going to be any fun. So just know that going into it. But Amy, you know what Booth uh, folks <laughs> do need to find whenever they get to Phoenix? And that is? The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary Booth. That's booth number 1231, also home to Boyce College, and they are a proud sponsor, I'm sure, of SBC this week, and we are glad to have them on again this week and um, excited to see all their offerings at SBC this year. So go by, be sure to get by uh, booth 1231 and visit our friends at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boyce College, and they are also part of our scavenger hunt that we have put on the website, Amy. Tell us about the scavenger hunt. Yeah, so I can't even remember how this came up. It was in the last couple of weeks. We just said we should do something fun and uh, kind of lighthearted, but not not to, you know, nothing really crazy. Yeah. Something that would... Don't want to mock anybody, uh, make fun of anyone. No, nothing like that, but just, just something that could be fun and would also require people to kind of get engaged yep. uh, in the in the process and in what's going on and maybe even get to know a few people. So we have a photo scavenger hunt that is um, up at SBC this week. And yep, uh, to the bottom it, of the homepage and it's down there at the bottom yep. down there. And, um, and there it is. Yep. So it's, it's 12 pictures that you have to get. Uh, did we say you have to get your se- like a selfie nah, with it? No, not really. But you need to get take, a picture, get a picture of, of it. Yeah, yeah you got to get Because I don't want to be taking pictures with people all week. Right. So you have to get a picture of these 12 things. And if you get the whole list, then you get a free book. Yep. Do we know what the free book is yet? Not yet. Okay, but it'll be can a good we one. promise? I was going to say, can we promise that it will be good? It won't be like Breaking the Missional Code or something like that. Or Lost and Found. Hey, those are great books. <laughs> I want to go on record here as saying that those are great books. Yeah, you probably worked on at least by on Lost a great and Found. author. You probably worked on Lost and Found. Uh, no, Lost no? and Found was before me. I was a more a transformational, transformational church. church. Yeah, yeah, transformational I did a little discipleship. Bit. Yeah, I did some stuff with um, viral churches and mission shift. Oh yeah, a few other things. Maybe like subversive that. kingdom. But yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, these that. are all Ed Stetzer books that Amy used to work for. So that that's why we're. Right. Kind of having a little fun Inclu- with this. Including the ones that he that you just mentioned 
as if they were not good, and I just am yeah. continuing to voice my yes. opposition to what I, you I'm, said. I'm co- of course joking, and they are they are yes. good books. But yeah, I'll find something at the office. We've got we got books of uh, different things, so um, yeah, a lot of different books, and maybe I'll just put a you know an array out there, and you know we'll go through, and you can just pick one or something like that. So. Yeah. Figure it out. So it's, but you, but you got to get all 12 yep. pictures and go check it out. It's things like if you get a picture of a past SBC president. Um, so some of them are people, some of them are a picture of a ballot, one, you know, picture with a first time messenger or of a first time messenger. And then there was a fun one where you put like with a biblical item or yeah, of a biblical something from item. The Bible, that, a replica from something of the Bible. Maybe it's a biblical character. Maybe it's a shofar. Maybe yeah. it's a, a replica the, of the, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, or the Ark, the Answers in Genesis Museum. Yeah, they is, may have an got, ark. Yeah, maybe they'll have yeah, a mini Yeah, maybe ark. they'll have something. Yeah. yeah. So. so anyway, check it out and have some fun with us. Yes, have some fun with that. Amy and I are items on there. Please don't stalk us. I tell you when would be a great time to get pictures of Amy and myself would be from about 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the CP stage because Amy and I will be leading three panels that afternoon, one on uh, missions, one on women in the SBC, and one on how to get more people engaged in the yes. SBC. It's from around two to three and then back again at four. So just all in that yep. in that time. So we'll be on the CP stage. It'll be takeover for SBC this week. And we'll have our uh, stickers as well. I've got the stickers to pack and bring those. So we'll have stickers. You get pictures with Amy and I. Come up, say you're a listener. Let us know what parts of the show you enjoy and and don't let us know about the parts that you don't enjoy. Uh, just keep that to yourself. And uh, but we'll have fun at SBC. Yes. All right. All well, right. let's uh, let's jump into some news. Some big news this week, Amy. Uh, the ACP data yeah. was announced and released again this week. And uh, the Southern Baptist Convention grew the number of churches by four hundred and seventy-nine to forty-seven thousand two hundred and seventy-two, a one percent increase over. Uh, 2015 numbers. These are 2016 numbers, so they were reported through the end of the last year, compiled, and now released. But membership declined by 77,786. That's a half a percent decline uh, to 15.2 million members. Uh, average weekly worship attendance declined 6.75% to around 5.2 million worshipers. And baptisms uh, continued a decline, a 4.89% decline to 280,773 uh, ratio of baptisms, which was 1 to 52 last year, is now up to 1 to 54. That's not a good thing. High scores, like in golf, are not good uh, when we're talking ratios right. of baptisms. Yeah, and there have been some people commenting on this, and more uh, more will be done sort of just breaking this down. Um, but I think, I think we can all say for another year, uh, this is not great. For some questions people may have, it said that, baptism numbers are not adjusted. They are just raw data. So as fewer churches report, fewer baptisms are counted. A lot of the other statistics right. are brought forward. The weekly worship attendance numbers, small group Bible study number is is brought forward a couple of years, as well as membership. Those are brought forward a few more years. Uh, but at the same time, uh, non-reporting churches with no baptisms reported count as zeros. So uh, those numbers are not adjusted. We do not adjust baptism numbers. Uh, everything else, uh, they factor in some adjustments for those. But, uh, you know, once again, uh, we've seen this. It's, it's a pattern of decline. We've seen the pattern for the last few years. This should come as no surprise, unfortunately, uh, to many in the SBC. Yeah, um, and, and there have been a lot of articles written over the last several years just about 
watching this kind of the decline. You can see it on the chart as it as it falls. So uh, as you just said, no surprise uh, for those of us who have been watching. Um, but I mean, we keep every year our conversation is how do we change this? How do we turn this? How do we stop the decline? How do we even turn it around? Um, and I think those are questions we need to continue uh, continue to be asking. Yes, we do. And uh, at some point, we need to start answering some of those as well. So uh, our leaders, yeah. you know, we, we do have a tough road ahead of us as a denomination. These numbers are uh, consistently declining year over year over year. So uh, it's something that we, we should address. And I, I hope uh, many of us will in the future. Uh, moving over to IMB, the Lottie Moon offering total was announced this week. Just a hair under 153 million, kind of self-corrected, I guess, uh, down 7.7% from last year, which was that record total after the voluntary retirement incentive uh, was carried out at IMB and uh, people kind of gave in response to that. But we went back down to about 153, which is just barely off the 2014 total. That'd be the year before that at 154 million. Jonathan, I believe I saw this is the fourth largest yes. uh, Lottie Moon offering in history. And now it didn't quite make the one the goal of 155 million uh, that they had set, but very close. Yes, right at the goal. So Yeah, um, right at the goal. So. Yeah, so uh you know, another strong Lottie Moon year. I mean, we've had consistently over that 150 million dollar uh, mark, and we've been pushing that 155 kind of almost every year uh, for the last few years. So uh, another strong year for them, and looking forward to another strong campaign this fall and this Christmas uh, for Lottie Moon. Also, Amy, yes. we have some good news. 3.64% ahead of budget is the national CP giving. Uh, we are above budget, just behind last year's total, uh, but at the same time, uh, we are above budget once again, and it looks pretty good for us finishing out the year above budget. May's total was uh, 15718977 which brings the total for the year to $130,582,089.91 for the year. Wow. There's some, you know, some positive news going into uh, next week to know that that we're in a good place with the budget, yep. especially when we have conversations about next year's budget. Yep. So $4.5 million above the budget. I think the next year's budget, from what I saw, I think from what we remember in the, the executive committee meeting that was in February, I think it's going to be uh, just north of $190 million. Uh, this year. We're at like $188 million. So I, I think we're going to be just a, a hair above and, and pretty much right on where we are with this year's giving. So uh, that's good news there. Uh, but some news out of Maryland, Amy. This was a, a bit of a, an odd one. We're talking about Lottie, talking about giving. Annie Armstrong's home church is at the risk of foreclosure. Seventh Metro Church in Baltimore, uh, formerly known as Seventh Baptist Church, is in a tax auction uh, over $6,000 in unpaid water bills. Man. It's a pretty church, too. Yeah, and what history there. It's it's where she was baptized, Yeah, actually. Um, so it's... It was saying that an investor has bought the debt. So it was over $6,000 in unpaid water bills. Uh, investor bought the debt and is now looking to foreclose. It's really tough to see. Um, it was founded in 1845. And at one time it, it had, you know, 2,000 members, but it, it dwindled all the way down to about 17 members in 2003. So there has been, uh, some efforts to 
to revitalize it. Um, even as recent as the uh, SBC annual meeting that was in Baltimore, there was some they, block parties, some other things uh, connecting them. And uh, Fred Luter preached there when he uh, before the Baltimore SBC annual meeting. So I mean, it's a it's a historic church, but it's also one that has has been a part yeah, of things. Kind of contemporary ties, yeah. But that's that's really tough. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one, see what comes of that. Do have some sad news happened uh, right before we uh, started recording this afternoon. Uh, there was a wreck in Atlanta with the Mount Zion Baptist Church student ministry. Uh, they were on two buses headed to the Atlanta airport to head to Botswana for a missions trip. And one of the buses was in an accident, flipped over onto a couple of cars. Uh, there's a picture in the, the Alabama Baptist uh, article here of the the car or the bus upside down. There are reports that one student was killed in the crash and uh, there were dozens more injured and four remain in critical condition. There were 38 people on board the bus at the time of the crash, according to the Atlanta journal constitution. That, that's just so, so tough. And I mean, a lot of things aren't, are unknown and um, parents at the time we're recording this probably still traveling there. Um, so, and as a, a parent of a, now a teenager, uh, this is really, really tough. Yeah. Tough my son to leaves and for so, camp next week. So I'm just like, uh, yeah. okay, this is not uh, a good thing for me to be reading, but this yeah. is the second Sorry. bus injury we've seen, or this is the second really serious bus crash we've seen from a Southern Baptist church this year. Remember they had the one down right. in New Braunfels, Texas, but, uh, yeah. Uh, just a, a heartbreaking situation coming out of uh, Atlanta for this church up in Huntsville, Alabama. Really difficult. Um, all right. So let's talk about uh, the the meeting next week. There's yep. some news about another group that's planning to come to Phoenix. Tell us about that. Yep. The, free, uh, the Faith in America, an advocacy group seeking to have homosexuality and transgenderism, quote, removed from the sin list, uh, will be in Phoenix next week to, quote, politely disrupt end quote, uh, the annual meeting. So uh, this should be interesting. Uh, they've got a, a whole list of events and things planned uh, to interact with Southern Baptist leaders or to try to interact with Southern Baptist leaders next week and uh, to talk to them about uh, making homosexuality and other sexual sins not sins, which I don't think they're going to have much uh, much traction with that next week. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, it's interesting the way it's been worded, like to take off the sin list. You know, I, I, I've not ever thought about things in those terms, but this is a unique thing because it's not like this is the first time someone has come uh, with a protest, no. but I haven't seen anything this sort of coordinated, no. although it seems to be very peaceful. Uh, but I think it probably will be a little larger than what we've seen in the past. Um, it's good where you see that they reached out and wanted to meet with SBC leaders during the meeting, and that just wasn't going to work, uh, mainly because our schedule is just yep. so packed with things that absolutely you know, have to take place at certain times. Um, but there is plan to meet, uh, really to speak the truth um, in love. Frank Page said, I I'm going to share the truths of the gospel with anyone, so I will meet with anyone. Um, so that it looks like that will still happen. There was a offer to meet in Nashville after the, the convention. So I think that it's possible. Some of us will encounter folks who are assembling at the same time that we are, you know, we're doing a lot of thought. We're doing a lot of thinking about this in our home, uh, just as we come and, 
participate in the uh, the SBC annual meeting as a family, just to make sure that everyone um, in our household is sort of prepared for this. So we're having some conversations to be ready to be gracious uh, with anyone that we encounter. But this this will be a, an interesting year for sure. Yep. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. They said that there will be billboards around the city, uh, a robust social media presence. Uh, so we'll kind of keep an eye on that, see if it winds up in the hashtag. Now, in the hashtag, there has been a, uh, a strong uh, sentiment of white supremacy uh, in, in the hashtag. And uh, that's something that a lot of people have been noticing uh, in the SPC 17 hashtag. Uh, I would encourage people to mute and report those accounts. Uh, and, and, you know, so you didn't show up in your feed whenever you're checking out that uh, the hashtag and everything. So moving down to New Orleans, there was a board of trustees executive committee meeting on June the 6th. And Jeff Audrich uh, was elected as associate professor of biblical studies at Level College. Uh, he comes to them from uh, Shorter University and Bruton Parker. And also, uh, the seminary announced that a Vietnamese program will soon resume at the North Georgia Center up in Marietta, uh, which has become pretty uh, pretty strong campus for them, at almost yeah. as large as the, uh, the main campus down there in New Orleans. Yeah, like a second campus. They also announced some events that will take place uh, regarding their Second Century Initiative, basically the uh, the Second Century of New Orleans. It's coming up on its 100th anniversary. We'll talk about another 100th anniversary here in just a minute. And some changes for a couple of degree programs uh, to help people get into the PhD program. So uh, just a, a few little news bits from New Orleans. Uh, another news bit from Tennessee now. Uh, the Tennessee Missions Offering, the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions, is it the state offering. Many states have these offerings. They got a $1.75 million endowment gift from an anonymous donor. So uh, tell your tell your dad, Amy, that that's well done. Oh, nice. Wasn't your dad? Yeah, not my dad. Oh, okay. Not my dad. That Wasn't makes me, me think either. about the... <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that movie? It was Return to Me, I think, the one with... Um, it, the, the, it was about the heart transplant. There's this guy, there's this character in it that he keeps donating it to the zoo where the guy's wife works. Um, and he says, did you hear about my huge donation? And they say, oh, the anonymous one. Yes. And so he, he's this guy that gives anonymous donations and then goes around and says, did you hear about it? <laughs> so now every time I hear about an anonymous donation, I hear, I hear that guy in my head. Um, but anyway, that's incredible. That's yeah. great for Tennessee Baptist. It says basically the endowment generation will give an estimated $50,000 or more to the missions offering every year. So they won't even have to draw on the principal and they'll just draw from the, the interest and uh, that'll provide them about Fantastic. a $50,000 bonus. Now, that's a good chunk of a, sta- a salary for a state missionary. So that, that's a, a great gift there from, uh, to the Tennessee Baptist mission board. Uh, moving over to Oklahoma. Well, I guess, uh, via, Fort Worth. Tom Elif got married last week. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. Diana Barber, the uh, former uh, wife of Wayne Barber, who was a Woodland Park Baptist Church in Chattanooga uh, pastor. He also was one of the leaders in Precept Ministries International. He he passed away last year. Dr. Elif's wife died, passed away in 2015. And uh, so Dr. Elif and Miss Barber got married. At Pecan Manor. They did. How about and that? It, and it's a beautiful picture uh, in this article. We'll put it in the show notes from Baptist Press. Just a beautiful picture. And they just look so happy. Really sweet, too. He talks uh, in there about how they actually first met 33 years ago yeah. um, over dinner in Austria. And so, it, you know, 
he and his wife Jeannie and she and her husband Wayne, you know, met at that point. And then their paths would maybe cross uh, occasionally, but they were just focused in their respective ministries. And this is just, it's a really, really sweet story. Very exciting. Yep. So congratulations to Tom and Diana Elif. So I have a question. All right. Do we happen to know, is 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 Tom Elif, like, is he supposed to be in Phoenix? I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll look for him, I guess. Because you've been talking for a while about people who honeymoon at, at the, the SBC, SBC annual, annual meeting. meeting. This would probably count. Yeah. I, I will I will count this. I will count this if they're there. I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I would not be surprised that he's there. He's a former SBC president, so they usually right. do a picture and a you know, bring him up on stage. So we will find out. Right. So if you see if you see the LFs, then there's your couple right there. You there you go. There you go. The SBC. I hope they went somewhere else too. The Grand because Canyon. Phoenix in June. Yeah, Phoenix in June is not a great, you know, but I think it's close enough that this can count. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for him there. I hope to see the elephs there in uh, Phoenix. So, uh, some news from Lifeway. Got a few things from Lifeway this week, Amy. Uh, we added four new store locations in Boise, Idaho, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Sterling Heights, Michigan, and Mentor, Ohio. Those don't sound like typical Lifeway areas. Because they're not. They're from the Family Christian Stores bankruptcy. We took four of those stores over from Family Christian Stores, and we'll add them to the Lifeway family. Also, congratulations are in order to Carol Pipes. Very exciting. Uh, Evangelical Press Association's president-elect. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Carol Pipes is the director of communications at Lifeway Christian Resources. She will be in Phoenix as well next week. So if you see Carol walking around SBC, tell her congratulations on her new uh, post at the Evangelical Press Association. And also, we announced the VBS theme for next year. It's called Game On, Gearing Up for Life's Big Game, quite similar to Game Day Central from about a decade ago. Well, and and that's and that should work because about a decade ago, those kids have all gone, so let's do something very similar. Sports is always a great uh, theme to have. So this looks like a lot of fun. It's, it continues just a great run of VBS years that you all have. A sports theme is always a great, yep. it's always a great thing to do. It Your works dad really well would approve of this kids. Absolutely. My dad would approve. Yep. Amy's dad is uh, actually like a former high school sports administrator. So he would definitely approve yes. of game on gearing up for life's big game. The, the theme verse there is second Peter one three. So a uh, big announcement. That's always a big thing. People are really excited about that. I know Beth is too. Uh, my wife, uh, the children's minister in her is excited about that as well. So uh, she's going to be doing some writing for Lifeway now. So that's pretty exciting too. That's that's not big news Very from cool. Lifeway, but that's big news at the How House for Lifeway. Good for so. Beth. That's awesome. All right. And then finally, the we talked about it earlier in the show, hinted toward it. The SBC Executive Committee marked its 100th anniversary this week. Happy 100th to Frank Page and the crew across the street. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. I don't even know what you say to the executive committee. Um, this is, it, it's pretty incredible. A hundred years, uh, 1917 is when it was, uh, was when the executive committee was established. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't what it is now. No. It's, it's really developed over the years into kind of the the operation that we have uh, now to just to direct everything that that we do and need um but we've had a lot 
of executive committee members over the last 100 years that have just faithfully served and have handled a lot of difficult things. We've got a, a Baptist press link in the show notes that just talks through some of the uh, challenges that they had to kind of meet head on, particularly in some of the more difficult years. They're going to continue on, but moving into the second century. Yep. So congratulations to those guys over there. I hope they had cake because I know I would have had cake. Yeah, they, they should have. You know, I bet they're all in Phoenix yep. now. They probably they they are. They they are. Yeah, they are. I, Maybe I they Allison, went out. Allison was, was there uh, a couple yes. of days ago. So they, they went out earlier in the week. I know they're out there getting everything ready. So exciting times, I'm sure, for those guys. It's a lot of work. It's a really, really long 10 oh. days that they're out there. So, uh, I, you know, they, they, they do a ton of work and we're grateful for all that they do out there. And Allison Young, who uh, is a friend of ours that uh, works at the executive committee, she's going to have to let us know. I know she listens to every episode, so she's going to have to let yes. us know if there A, was cake and B, what flavor was it? Yeah. And um, not just Allison, but my friend Christy, Christy yes. Peters is also um, at, would be out there. And Sean Hendricks and Art Tolston over at uh, in the news department there. I know yes. they listen to this as well. So guys, let yes. us know what flavor the cake was. Right, because you really deserve it. And if you haven't gone out yet, we think you should go and celebrate 100 years. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's on Jonathan. All right. Yeah, sure. Just kidding. Sure. Yeah, it's on Jonathan. <laughs> um, I'll see if I can, you know, snag Lizette Beard's purse at some point. And uh, I'll, I'll take care of that. <laughs> no problem. So That'll work. Yeah. All righty. All right, well, that's going to move us on to my favorite part of the week. I thought that was going to be the This Week in SBC History, Amy. But you must really have something good if that wasn't your well, history moment. So, Amy, blow our minds. Well, it wasn't that. I mean, that had kind of, it's a story in itself. Yes. So They needed more than just got, a moment. Yeah. So, in a sense, we got two things that focus on SBC history. But I actually had not even picked the story yet and um got I got an email from a listener who sent something just interesting and unique so it kind of worked out because we were cover, you know we could cover this executive committee story anyway and I could throw this in as well um so this we're going to go 50 years back 1967 years, go 50 years to 1967 um and there was uh it, and it, this is set in Glorieta New Mexico at um, with one Glorietta team, not Baptist. two. Yes, at, at Glorietta Baptist Assembly, and the staffers came together and presented um, a performance of a musical. It was a folk musical called "Good News," told the story of Christianity. So, kind of like the uh, Hamilton of the SBC. Yes, something oh, okay. like that. Perfect. It had twenty original folk songs written. For the presentations, it had you know monologues, all these different things. Uh, it was a, a it was designed to be produced by teenagers, so it was going to be performed there. But then it was put out, you know, uh, along all the churches, and uh, it was the as the Sunday school board had produced this oh, out of the, what was the church? Yeah, what was the church recreation department? Um, and so they had put this out. What's interesting about it um, was it was on June 10th where it actually performed for the first time. What was interesting, though, is that instead of traditional piano and organ accompaniment, it had students playing more kind of folk music, rock influence music. They had guitars, banjos, piano, oh, wow. electric bass, drums. Um, 
so the listener that I heard from um, is a, a listener named Will Bishop. And it looks like he's done quite a bit of work and, uh, and research on this. So he even sent an oral history of it, about a 24 page. So we'll throw that um, out there in addition to the original Baptist Press article. But what his research has shown is that this was sort of the beginning of kind of a new kind of music that was brought along by the youth of the 1960s. And he really puts this as a huge milestone um, because it was a milestone for like youth choirs getting started, but it also helped introduce um, pop style church music into, uh, into the churches. So when we think of like contemporary music, contemporary worship music of the day, uh, his research has put this at sort of the beginning of that. Oh, wow. Um, so I found that, I found that to be a really interesting story. And so we could, you know, we, we can take the executive committee story, that's a hundred years, and then you go 50 years ago and you say, this is potentially the beginning of a real, uh, a real shift. And so we have contemporary music that's been entering into the church for the last few decades. And, and of course, tons of churches have sort of only modern worship music. But in some ways, you can say um, it all started 50 years ago this week in SBC history. So uh, so thanks to Will Bishop for sending that. We're going to drop that uh, link, the two links in the show notes. One is the the original Baptist Press article and then another one is the 24 page um oral history that he gave of it um that he that he put together of it also in that same uh, baptist press there's a really interesting uh article about billy graham and his sort of view at that time in the late 60s uh, of the the war on poverty um and some connections that he had with that. I found that to be an interesting story. So that's worthwhile uh, checking that out as well. Yeah. We didn't talk about the big thing that happened this week in the SBC, though. I forgot about that. That happened last Friday night after our pod had dropped for last week. What was that? When I broke my arm here at the house. Oh, yeah. That was a really big deal. Yeah. So if you Tell see me, yeah, happened. I was playing with the kids outside and fell awkwardly mm-hmm. down on the concrete in the driveway and landed funny. And broke my arm. So how did that happen? What were you doing? I was playing with the kids. Doing what? Riding a scooter. Uh huh. Yeah, and the scooter won. I told uh, my family that I said Jonathan Howe broke his arm, and Drew was very nice. He was concerned. He said, "Drew's my favorite." Oh no! He said, "What? What was he doing? What happened?" And I said, "He was trying to ride his kid's scooter," and he said, "Of course he was." Oh. And then he walked away. Drew's not my favorite anymore. So. Mary's my favorite. <laughs> yes. So bonus points for anyone. You get an extra book if you get, uh, is it a splint? Is it a, it's a, splint. a cast? I've got a have? splint okay. and a sling. So it's up in the elbow yeah. area. So they didn't like cast the whole arm. Like if you broke your forearm or whatever, um, right. they wouldn't. Right. It, but it's up in the elbow. So it's it's splinted so they it can have a little bit of movement. It's It's not like one of these things where I have to like completely immobilize it, but I have to like really keep it immobile. Most of the day. And, and I, I wear and a splint which, all day. And which one is it? My right Left arm. arm right no, arm. That's my right arm. The one okay, I do everyone, everything with. Uh, if you go and speak to Jonathan at the SBC, uh, do not shake his right hand. Nope. Because it'll be pretty much hanging limp right next to me 
in the splint in the yeah. sling. And don't so. and and don't yeah and don't walk up to him and hit him on the shoulder yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, because it's still a little painful. Still a little painful. It's uh, I, I you know, so you had a hundred years ago you had the founding of the EC. Fifty years ago you had you know modern music, and then this week Jonathan broke his arm. I'm sure a hundred years from now we'll all be talking about it. I'm sure we will. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Before we get to that, I do want to thank once again our sponsors, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boys College. That's Booth 1231 and Phoenix. Be sure to go by there. They're part of our scavenger hunt, so be sure to go by there. Get a picture of a worker or a professor or whomever uh, that you may find in there, maybe Colby Adams or Adam Greenway. You know, they listen to the podcast up there at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. So uh, go by and see those guys and uh, find out all the great things that's coming out of Southern Seminary. And uh, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Um, all right. Mine's a book that I just ordered. Uh, it's a new biography of Thomas Jefferson. Oh. Um, it's called Jefferson, Architect of American Liberty. It's by John Bowles, a respected historian. I haven't gotten to dig into it yet, but I ordered it on the recommendation of uh, my uh, Baptist history professor here, Keith Harper, um, who said it is really good. Um, he, he has a lot of respect for the author, uh, and then he, he found a, a few really interesting kind of nuggets in there. Um, that he said this is this is really worth getting. So I think I want to say it was while I was up in Canada. He sent the email to me, and um, I, I ordered it and had it here when uh, when we returned. So I'm going to throw that throw that out there for those uh, history buffs or presidential history buffs. And speaking of, by the way, presidential history, I want to wish um, a very happy 92nd birthday to uh, Barbara Bush on the night that you, we. You know, she wasn't president, this. right? I know, but I said president and, you know, it's close enough. First okay. lady, because that's, you know. And first I, mother, I, I love, guess, too, she, right? Right. Yep. Only two get to say that. Um, Abigail, Abigail Adams, Adams and, and Barbara, Barbara Bush. Bush. Hey, I, you impressed. I yes. knew that name. Very good. But I I just love her and have, uh, have read her memoirs. Um, and she's just really, really incredible. So. Uh, there are some great biographies of our presidents of the United States and first ladies, uh, but here's a new one that has just come out. So if you like things like that, check out uh, Jefferson, Architect of American Liberty. Very cool. I've got uh, I've got a resource and a, a honorable mention as well. Uh, my resource of the week is the new book from Executive Committee President Frank Page. It's called Looking for a New Pastor. Uh, he said it could have been called Pastor Search for Dummies. Uh, he said that'd be a fitting nice. title. Uh, but uh, so that's basically what it is. Ten questions every church should ask. So it's basically walking you through looking for a new pastor. We've got a couple of resources about that. Uh, now. I've heard good things about that book. I, yep, I have as well. So I just got a copy of it the other day. I have it now in my office at Lifeway. So I have to take a look at that one as soon as I can, as soon as I get back from Phoenix. So I uh, check that. And then my, my honorable mention is uh, The Fall of the House of FIFA. Uh, I know that this will probably not really appeal to our larger audience. Uh, but if you're at all interested in soccer and uh, all the uh, the goings on in the international soccer world, this looks like a really good book. Just came out by David Kahn. It's called The Fall of the House of FIFA. It's got like set bladder on the front. So pretty neat uh, little thing. I'll have to get a copy of that and check it out too. Very cool. All right. Well, that's it for our episode this week. 
don't forget we've got the scavenger hunt. So yes. come see us at the CP stage on Monday afternoon from about 2 to 4. Uh, we'll be there. Come hear our interviews with, uh, we got several people joining us for that. Kevin Smith, Micah Freeze, Frank Page, Rhonda Kelly, Ashlyn Portero, uh, just to name a few. I think Todd Unzicker is going to join us on one of those as well. So, And a, a few others that I'm, I'm drawing a blank on right now. But it uh, should be exciting. Keelan Cook, uh, I know, is yep. going to be there. So, And, and our, one of our friends from the Potluck podcast. So yes, I'm trying to, I, I want to talk to those guys. They want to have us on maybe on their show. And I, I'm trying to figure out what our Southern feature would be. I'm thinking banana pudding. Interesting. You know, I'm not going to get into this conversation because if that's going to be our thing, then we should talk about yeah, it over there. We should talk about it over their there. place. Yeah. Not but, here. Yes. So yes. All right. See us next week. Get stickers from us. Check out the scavenger hunt. Uh, we'll, we'll get you a free book for filling out all 12 of those. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We'll be doing maybe some pop-up Facebook lives or uh, tweeting out some behind-the-scenes pictures. I'll try to get Amy to get me some behind-the-scenes pictures from back in the, the parliamentarian bullpen, uh, which is nothing more than a couple of desks behind the stage. Uh, but right. anyway, right. if there's any kind of parliamentarian uh, action going on, we'll, yeah, we'll get it firsthand from Amy, I'm sure, next week. So looking forward to that. Come see us in Phoenix. It'll be fun. And uh, make sure you say hello. And this is my favorite time to say this. Only once a year can I really say this and mean it. But we'll see you next week.